Hello, I'm Jody Flynn of Women Taking the Lead, and in this episode, I'm talking with Shannon Kenny of Mama Eco on how to find profit through sustainability. Before I get into my conversation with Shannon, I want to check in with you as we make our way through the holidays. Hanukkah was December 10th through 18th, and we've got Christmas this Friday and the new year right on the horizon. I will be releasing one last episode before the new year, so we'll be talking about reflection and goal setting then. But for now, I want to warmly wish you peace, joy, and love as we continue to celebrate our winter holidays. All right, here we go. And so it's really important to think about both, yes, of course, the short-term profits, but also what are the long-term effects and does this business model, can this business model work in 50 plus years? And if we're not thinking about sustainability, then the answer to that for most businesses is going to be no. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am here today with Shannon Kenny, who is a sustainable business consultant who helps eco-conscious businesses grow with integrity so they can create meaningful impact while running a successful business. Growing up on the Caribbean island of Trinidad instilled a deep sense of environmental responsibility within her. And in 2017, she turned that conviction into her career with the launch of Mama Eco, a business dedicated to helping eco-conscious people make better decisions for the environment. Prior to that, Shannon worked in the travel industry as a luxury travel advisor and in the art world as an artist and curator. She has spoken at sustainable events as well as been on panels with thought leaders in the environmental world and has been featured in several publications, including USA Today, Market Watch, Mind Body Green, and Grateful. Shannon, it is such an honor to have you here now. We all know that's just a little taste of who you are. So tell everyone a little bit more about you and what you're up to in the world. Yeah, so I live in Brooklyn, New York, as you mentioned, originally from Trinidad and Tobago. And yeah, I mean, the the business of Mama Eco has really evolved over the years. But now my primary focus is doing consulting work with businesses who are really invested in using their business as a force for good. And so we focus on sustainable sides of the business, as well as helping them take uh, their mission to new levels with, uh, you know, marketing and messaging and branding and that kind of thing. So it's kind of a all-encompassing service that I provide to sustainable businesses. And when we talk about sustainable businesses, you know, I understand the concept of being eco-friendly as an individual, right? We hear recycle, renew, reuse, that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I recycle my cans. I recycle paper, metal, glass, that sort of thing. On the individual level, that's easy for me to understand. But when I think about companies who want to be eco-friendly and sustainable, what does that look like? So tell, tell us about the work you specifically do with your clients. 
Yeah, so it really looks different for all businesses. And I think one thing a lot of people don't realize is that you don't have to be a quote unquote eco-friendly business or sell eco-friendly products in order to be, you know, a sustainable business. And so, you know, I help clients with, you know, looking at their carbon footprint and, and where they're getting all their products from, what, what, you know, how far is everything traveling to them? You know, what are their in-office practices from, you know, recycling to energy uh, conservation or, you know, water management and that kind of thing like what is the company culture and is it thinking about the footprint from all aspects of the business and then a huge part of that is also you know what if it's a product company for example like what are our products made from are they good for the environment are they not so great is there a better alternative that we could think about that would reduce the impact of the products that we're making and then you know in terms of um sustainability it's really it's really not just about the planet. It's kind of like a, a triple bottom line. So it's like people, planet and profit. So, you know, are our workers treated fairly? Are they paid fairly? Um, are they respected in the workplace? Do our services or our products uh, benefit, you know, the community around us? And so everything is sort of interconnected. And there's so many different ways that a business can think about sustainability from things that customers don't really see at all to things that they are preaching about and talking about and trying to educate their customers on from the the external sort of public relations side of things. Oh my gosh, that's not it sounds amazing the work that you do and I can tell by the way you're talking about it you love it and you really yes. like to get elbow deep in a company and see where you can make an impact in all these places or be, better said would to to be that you really get excited about helping them get elbow deep and making an impact in all these places, take it ground level a little bit more. Can you give us some examples of some clients you've worked with and you don't have to name names. I totally understand client confidentiality and that sort of thing. But if you know, there's a company who would love you to toot their horn that they're doing this work and they're proud of feel free, but not required and get point out to us, like, why is what you did specifically important, important to them, important to the people, important to the community? Yeah. So, um, so I, I worked with a, a client, um, about a year ago and she creates personal care products and, you know, she's a mom and she was doing everything in sort of her personal life. Like you said, it's easy to understand the individual things that we can do. But ever since having her her child and she she just had this conviction within her that she was like, you know, I need to know that my son knew that I did everything I could when it comes to climate change and, and creating a planet that was habitable for him. And so that's kind of her deep down why. And she always wanted the products that she made to to be very multifunctional, be able to be used not just by one type of person, but all kinds of people. And her big thing was, okay, how do we make these products as sustainable as possible? And so some of the things that we focus in on were packaging, you know, what was she using? So she used primarily aluminum, which is a great option because aluminum, about 80% of all the aluminum in, you know, ever sort of extracted is still in circulation today. So that's a huge amount compared to like plastic, which I think it's only about 9% of all plastic ever has been recycled. So, you know, how can we choose 
materials, both for the ingredients of the product, but also in the packaging that can be continually recycled, reused? How can we reduce the, the, uh, the footprint of that product as much as possible? And then, you know, we also talked about um, the ingredients. So initially, most of the ingredients were sourced kind of from all over the world. And so I said, well, maybe a great thing would be to do is to Let's see if we can source as much of the ingredients locally as possible. And even if it's not, you know, within the U.S., like maybe there's something in Mexico or Canada that we can source so that we're also thinking about the footprint of each individual ingredient. So how can we sort of shrink that footprint, make it as local as possible, which is not only better for the environment, but it's also great for supporting local economies, supporting local farmers. Um, I mean, she was sourcing things like honey and beeswax and chamomile and you know all kinds of stuff um and so we were trying to figure out how to like you know reduce the impact of that as much as possible and then a really big thing for her too was you know she mentioned i i want to educate my customers about why it's so important to to do your part for the planet and she's like, but I don't have it all figured out yet. So I don't feel like I can talk about it. And I was like, no, like transparency is so key. And people want to know that you're trying to figure it out, even if you don't have it all figured out. And so let's talk about transparency. Let's talk about what are your goals as a business to be more sustainable? Um, you know, what have you done so far? What are you working towards? And sharing that honest journey, it goes a long way with customers. I mean, I feel like people's, you know, uh, bullshit meters are on high alert these days. I mean, and so if you can be as honest and upfront with your customers about where you are in your journey as a business, that goes a long, long way to that, you know, no like and trust factor, shall we say. Absolutely. I so much in what you said. I love that story. And being in Maine and, and there's some other New England states where like this has been going on for a long time, but I know when I travel, I know there's not that same consciousness everywhere to think about these products. I do have um, some friends who have product-based businesses and they think about these things locally sourced, you know, what materials are we using? Are they viable? Are they recyclable? Uh, that sort of thing. But it, it's not common, but every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's exciting. It's exciting that they're doing that. And absolutely. I love how you guided her in that direction of transparency. One, because I think sometimes as business owners, we don't realize like people want to connect with us on a values-based level. Yes, they may need what we're offering, but they want to know that they're getting it from a good place. Like we feel better when we're buying from companies that share our values as opposed to just picking up a product because, you know, we need shampoo and we need to wash our hair and we're running out. I know for myself, cost savings and profits are important, yes, but I know I'm willing to spend a little bit more to buy products from a company that I truly believe in and shares my values. And the transparency piece, I loved it because you said people don't expect you to be doing it perfectly, but they want to know that you're trying. And I think that's absolutely true. Like we do have space. We like our BS meters are definitely going through the roof. I have very little impatience, very little patience for somebody I feel who's trying to swindle me or, you know, put something by me. But I have a lot of patience for somebody who's like, hey, we messed up. And here's what we were doing. Here's what we looked at. Here's how we're moving forward. Or, you know, we didn't even mess, not even messing up, but like, hey, we become aware that this is important, you know, and we're new at this and we're, we're going to, we're going to put effort into it. We're going to educate ourselves and here's how we're moving forward. I, I can get behind that. 
you know, I believe in that. I don't expect people to be perfect, but like you said, I do want to know that they're trying, like that they've become aware and that they're trying. Now, in a previous conversation, we talked a little bit about the benefits to business of incorporating sustainability into their DNA. So talk about that, you know, explain that to our listeners and and what are those benefits? Yeah. So, you know, up until really recently, and I think a lot of companies still ascribe by this, their sort of, you know, corporate give backs would be, you know, writing a check to a charity or, you know, having some sort of um, fundraiser or something like that. And I think that, you know, in the profit first, uh, very sort of capitalist focused world that we've been living in for decades, that was enough. But I think customers are becoming more and more aware of sustainability and also what it takes to get products and services, you know, into their hands. And so now sustainability and having some sort of stands on sustainability has become that new sort of, I can just write a check and then I'm done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not enough just to, to do that, but it kind of has to be part of the company culture and the company ethos that you believe in things that are more than just turning a profit. And of course, every business has to turn a profit. We're not saying that sustainability comes before profit, but they can really work hand in hand. And sustainability also gives you immense opportunities, not only to grow your business, but to market yourself as a sustainable business. You know, um, if you, for example, have done a ton of research into the footprint of your products, let's say. If you if you have done that and to put in the time and energy and effort and sometimes money to do that, you then have the opportunity to tell your customers that you've done that and that you've done it because you had this conviction, more again, more than just turning a profit, to do the right thing, whether it's for communities, people, you know, the environment. And people respond to that. And so you know, I always, people always ask me like, how do I know if a company is like actually doing what they say? And, you know, my answer is always, again, going back to transparency, if they're doing all these great things, they're going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. If they're not doing all these things, then they're going to be very vague and it's going to leave lots of questions, you know? So it just gives you a whole new opportunity to connect and resonate with your audience and to, you know, have them be part of the process of doing the right thing. Right. Right. It, it's that whole thing of you have an opportunity to be on the right side of history, right? The train is going in that direction where it's going to be required for businesses to make these decisions to lead from a mindset of sustainability. And do you want to be known as the company who led the way, you know, and was was one of the front runners in making these changes? Or is the company who made the changes because the laws went into effect and you didn't have a choice, you know, that sort of thing? Like you can't capitalize on, you know, doing the right thing. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, huge opportunity right now in the market for this. And Shannon, just so somebody has um, a sense of, because I have a better idea of the scope of the work you do. You describe some of the services you do for businesses. And the example you gave was uh, a business focused on um, personal care. It was somebody who, it's, it sounded like it was a, a smaller emerging business, but you, your clients like run the gamut. If you could, for everybody, give them a sense of what are the types of clients you work with? Because they're not just like these startup companies that, you know, it, it sounds like they started out of their kitchen and that sort of thing. And I think when we talk about personal care products, like it, 
for people, I think they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like a personal care product will want to be eco-friendly and have sustainability as, as one of their core values. So if you could give um, some examples for those listening, so they have a better idea of the kind of work you do. Sure. Yeah. So I've worked anywhere from, you know, smaller boutique hotels um, where we talked about where they're sourcing their food from to maybe putting in a compost garden um, to, you know, how are they doing their laundry and that kind of thing, which is a very water intensive and often very chemical intensive process. Um, So from hotels to, you know, fashion companies based in the city who, you know, uh, both have a brick and mortar, but also e-commerce business. So there's a huge footprint, especially with e-commerce these days between the shipping and the packaging and and all of that um, to, you know, as I've kind of already touched on, like smaller product-based businesses. And then even now, you know, some of the work that I'm doing is with sort of a larger startup that's going to be creating, um, you know, uh, a really interesting platform for sustainable businesses to stand out. So the truth of the matter is every business has the opportunity to be more sustainable. Um, So it looks very different for for each company. But my sort of focus that I my sweet spot is I love working with like small to medium-sized businesses because often they really have the conviction and not a whole lot of red tape and bureaucracy to make the changes which can be a little bit more difficult in like a larger corporate setting with as many layers of approvals to to make big shifts in terms of sustainability. Right. And that segues right into my next question, because, you know, the name of this podcast is Women Taking the Lead. And many women who listen to this podcast do work within organizations. You know, there is a population who have their own businesses and there definitely is a greater ability to pivot, but it's not always as easy. But if you could uh, explain to everyone, why is it important for women to take the lead when it comes to sustainability? You know, I think we're kind of in a, well, I know we're in sort of a patriarchal society. um, And, you know, for the most part, we sort of work by the rules of that society. And often that means that, you know, women are... I don't want to say silenced, but like, you know, told that we do things in a certain way. And I think, you know, the more that we can sort of combine the the masculine and the feminine, and by that, I don't mean male and female, but like, you know, there's feminine approaches to things that um, are more intuitive and that kind of thing versus the more masculine, which is, you know, logical and, you know, grow, grow, grow and that kind of thing. And so I feel like women have the opportunity to I guess let me backtrack a sec. You know, I think women are also just more connected to nature. I mean, there's something that we can do that men can't do, which is, you know, have kids. And so I think that we just have this more intuitive approach. And I think that sustainability isn't always something that's going to work in a spreadsheet. You know, it's it takes a lot of different factors into consideration. And I think that also the whole way that business is defined, it is sort of very, you know, in a square box. And sometimes you need that more intuitive feminine approach to get to the longer term solution. And I think that when people start to think about sustainability, it's really about long term thinking. You know, I I feel like a lot of capitalism is very short term profit focused. And I see that as a short term thinking, because that's only going to take you so far. And we need to be thinking about the long term effects of business. If you're thinking about, you know, the long-term goals, then sustainability is a huge part of that. 
And so it's really important to think about both, yes, of course, the short-term profits, but also what are the long-term effects and does this business model, can this business model work in 50 plus years? And if we're not thinking about sustainability, then the answer to that for most businesses is going to be no. You know, what you're saying makes perfect sense to me and brings me back to some research articles I was reading recently that talked about um, why we want more women in senior leadership and on corporate boards. And they did some side-by-side comparisons for companies that were basically male dominant and the ones who did have, you know, more women um, in those positions. And the companies that were more male dominant, they had more profits in the short term, but went out of business more quickly than Mm. the companies that had more women in senior leadership and on corporate boards because women were able to, not just the women, but women working collectively with men, right? Because this isn't about one gender taking it over. Like, And I know we're on the same page with this. Our vision is balance more women because right now there is not a balance and it you know the we'll see more of these things when there is a balance because women do tend to be a little more risk adverse than men are and the impression i got was the male dominated companies it was focusing on our immediate goals as opposed to our 10-year, 15-year, 20-year goals. And I think women tend to balance those out a little bit more. Like, yes, we can do this and we'd see a great profit, but at what consequence? Like, what will be the price to pay afterwards? So what you're saying makes perfect sense. And like you said, it, it is going to take more women speaking up and saying, this is important you know, for our company, for our community, for our people to focus on these things, you know, and if done right, you know, there may not be the immediate profits this month, this quarter, this year, but over the long term, we will see those profits. There will be gains to this. Yeah, there's there's a great example of that. And granted, it is run, run by a male, although now it's female, is Patagonia. And um, back in, I think it was the 80s, they were growing super, super, super fast. And what they realized, even though they could have taken that and continue and continue and continue to profit, was that they wanted to be a company that was still around in 100 years. And they knew that they, if they were after these extreme you know, profit growths in the short term, that they would never make it there. And now today, Patagonia, granted now I believe their CEO is a woman, is like a billion dollar company, a multi-billion dollar company. They are very focused on sustainability. They are very focused on doing more than just making products, but making products that do good. And I mean, it's case on point right there. If you want to say that sustainability isn't profitable, you know, look at that company and you'll see that you got to think long-term because the short-term, you know, profit over profit over profit. Let's get one more percent next year. And if we don't do that, we're going to, you know, freak out on our entire team. Like, no, let's think about how we want to be making profits for the future, you know? Yes. And I've definitely interacted with companies who had the focus on growth, profit, growth, profit, growth, profit. And you talk to those employees and they're like, I don't have any time. You know, I'm behind on everything. I'm exhausted. I'm near burnout. And oh, by the way, we're about to do another thing, you know, and it's, 
not, it's the buzzword today. It is not sustainable. Like when you talked about the things that you help these company identify is, do you have a sustainable plan to keep your employees? Cause it is costly to have turnover and it's costly to lose talented people. And loyal and, people, yeah. Yeah, and there's a ton of research out there that shows that that companies that are more sustainably focused, whether that's just from ethical, you know, perspective or like, you know, environmental perspective, they have much less turnover. And it's because they're treated better. They are also much more invested in the mission of the company. So they're not just there for a paycheck. They are there because they believe in it and they want to be a part of that. And so, again, going back to, you know, other benefits of thinking sustainably and ethically is, you know, you're going to be having much less turnover and your employees are going to want to grow with you. Right. Absolutely. Shannon, that was amazing. So I'm sure there are people listening who want to check out your website, see what you're up to and what you're doing. So what is the best way for everyone to connect with you? So the best way is just to head to my website, which is mamaeco.com. And that's M-A-M-A-E-C-O.com. You can find out about my consulting services. I've also got a blog up there, which is great for educating both businesses and individuals about how to make better decisions in their their day-to-day lives. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at mama.eco. So yeah, I'd look forward to connecting with people on either of those. I'm going to have the links, um, all the places that people can connect with you in the show notes, because many people are often like out for a run or a walk or in the car when they're listening to podcasts. I get it. I do it myself. So for those of you who are listening, you know, you can find all of these resources at womentakingthelead.com. Shannon's, uh, particular show notes page will be womentakingthelead.com forward slash Shannon dash Kenny, which is K-E-N-N-Y, or you can put Shannon right in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up and you can click into it and get all these great resources. Shannon, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.